All right, how's everybody doing? Thank you guys for coming out to our new first 2024 Voices of Westerly. Um, some of you have been to, most of you have been to these events before. Uh, we do these every month. These are community conversations that are based on a portrait series that we have on semi-permanent display outside from a photographer named Josh Behan, who is a local Westerly photographer who started this project called Faces of Westerly, um, taking portraits of some of the more interesting people in the community, business owners, nonprofit leaders, artists, musicians. Um, and then we opened up our theater a couple of years ago. That was our first gallery show. And then we decided to turn it into an event um, that we do that ultimately became a podcast. And that's what this is. This is a live recording of a podcast. We bring on two guests every month. Um, and this month, our two guests are a little bit tied together. Um, and then next month, we're doing the same thing. Next month, uh, our February edition has Jason Jarvis, who is a local fisherman, among many other things. And then we have Keith Cowley, who runs the Living Sharks Museum right here in downtown Westerly. So come back for that. It's going to be great. Um, but this this month, we have uh, Jen Fusco from the Westerly Land Trust and S Stephanie Bennett from Echo Rock Flowers here in Westerly. So we're going to start with bringing up Jennifer. So give her a round of applause. Ooh, some mood lighting. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. Hello. It should be on. Okay. Oh. Is this on? Yes, you're good. You can bring it a little closer. Just kind of keep it about this far away. Okay. So you've, you've not been to any of these events, but you've heard some of these before. So you know a little bit about what to expect. Yeah. The interesting thing about these events is always that we talk to a mix of people. Some people from... Westerly born and raised, some people who moved to Westerly. And it's always interesting to learn the Westerly origin story. Um, what brought people <laughs> here? Um, or if you were born here, a little bit about that history and growing up in the area. And you, I know, are born and raised here in Westerly, correct? Yes, that's right. That's right. I am the um, the quintessential, like, Westerly, the product of the Westerly Stonington um, rivalry. So my mom is a Westerly Italian. Um, my grandmother uh, emigrated from Acre, Calabria, Italy. And um, so, and so my mom, my mom is hundred percent Italian from Westerly and my father is hundred percent Portuguese from Stonington. So we have the, the classic rivalry. That so is, I was born into that. That is a classic rivalry. <laughs> yes. Um, and you went to Westerly high school. I did. So I you, did. so you know, you know, all of the Westerly things then. Yes. All right. It's good. It, it's always fun to talk to people who are born and raised in Westerly because yeah. that's where you get the. Kind yeah, of the, the real scoop. It's true. I, you know, I, I, again, grew up here, went to high school, um, went to St. Pius uh, Catholic School, and, uh, and then went to Westerly High. And then I went to school in Boston. I went to Boston College, um, studied English. I moved to Virginia for a couple of years. And then I said, you know what? Westerly is like the greatest place in the world. And I, I want, I need to be closer to the ocean. I need to be closer to family. So I came back and, and that's where I decided to stay. So when you went to college and you, um, you did your studies was conservation because you, so you're the executive director 
of the Wesley Land Trust. That's right. Conservation is a major part of your mission. Was that something that you were interested in? Was that kind of a, a career path or did it kind of turn that way as you went on? It's funny how like life takes you on these little, you know, these little windy roads, but my father built the house that my parents still live in on East Avenue in Westerly. So they have lived there for 60 something years. Um, and I played in the backyard and beyond that, it was this brook and a swamp as a kid, like going out there, spending all day long, you know, salamanders and skunk cabbage and birch trees and all the things, polywogs and come to find out as sort of life took its turns. Um, I was back there and realized that the land on the other side of the stone wall where I played is now conserved by the Westerly Land Trust. So that was one of those like wild and I had already been involved with the land trust, but it was like, wow, this this is sort of like the the intersection of like career and life and and how like this is my chance to sort of give back. So I always loved the outdoors. I always had this sort of connection to the land. But um, but conservation really wasn't or this role that I'm in right now wasn't really part of kind of uh, kind of me growing up. I just had this appreciation for it. So can, can you tell us a little bit about the land trust? I mean, I, I know plenty about it, but yeah. for anybody listening, what what is the mission of the Wesley Land Trust? Yes. What do you do? And tell me about some of the properties that you have both, um, you know, wooded properties and some of the urban properties that you guys have worked on, yes. like this very building that we're in today. Yep. So 1987, the land trust was founded. Our first, um, our first, um, project was the Avondale Farm Preserve. So again, as a kid, I remember walking through the farm fields like this was an old farm with a dilapidated barn and uh, and it was Avondale Farm was was there. Um, turns out that the family was going to sell. There was no one else to farm that land and they wanted to sell to a developer. So I'll shorten the story because it's a very long story. But essentially, um, the neighbors funders and concerned citizens all stepped in to save that land and basically bought out the developer. And now it's, now it's conserved. So, and that was Westerly Land Trust's first, first real, you know, project. Since then we, the land trust has grown. We have 31 properties at this time. Um, so our mission is to create green space to, um, to have uh, spaces for recreation, for um, habitat, for the environment. And then we also have, which is a little bit different than many land trusts, is we have this urban initiative, which many people don't know. That's sort of where we've been involved in the downtown project, specifically the United Theater. So this was um, the land trust was the nonprofit entity that held the United Theater buildings and sort of the body of it until um, it has evolved into the wonderful thing that it is now. So it's that balance. We, we say like the balance between open space and conservation. If we have a vibrant and awesome, wonderful downtown, people want to people want to live and work and stay downtown. And that maybe takes a little development pressure off of the open space. So we still have that beautiful balance in Westerly. And I feel really proud that the land trust is, is part of, of both of those things. We have a foot in both worlds, which is kind of cool. And there's, there's some historic preservation there then 
and uh, how many properties does Elantrist have here? 31. 31. Yes. And downtown we have, so uh, so still a partner in the United Theater. Now the United Theater obviously is, is, um, is sort of has its own team and board and, um, and focus and, but the land trust is still involved to some degree because of the, the arts bonds with the bond money, which was so wonderful that we were able to sort of take that, take that and kind of run with that, which is great. But we have, we also have another property, which is the industrial trust, the old bank. If, um, there are many Westerly people who actually banked there for, for a long time. Um, and so the Royce family fund has been, um, the partner in the urban initiative. So again, the land trust would not be able to do any of this kind of work in the urban environment without the support of the the Royce Family Fund. So that's been um, Chuck's vision of sort of creating this vibrant arts um, environment downtown has really kind of um, it's been it's 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 coming to fruition, which is pretty awesome. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. And how do you think the that downtown vibrancy and, and everything going on here kind of works with the nature side and all of the, the beautiful coastline and these beautiful preserves that you guys are maintaining. How does that all speak to each other and, and what Westerly has become and, and it becomes more and more every year as a, as a destination and a place that's really special and unique? Yeah, I think that that it adds to the overall attraction. What what brings people here besides the beach? You know, there's so much more to Westerly now um, than it used to be. Um, you know, thinking back, my brother actually opened a restaurant. He was a chef uh, operator of a restaurant in downtown Westerly in the 19, in, let me see, 1986, seven, maybe. Um, and this was, uh, you know, it was a very different place then, you know, so it wasn't, Westerly wasn't ready for that kind of thing. And now I think about it now and, and how wonderful it would be if, if there was time to be able to do that again, uh, wind back the clock a little bit. But, um, but you think about um, I love the idea that it, we can we can be downtown, we can be at the beach, but within ten minutes you can be in the woods. You can be in the woods here on a Westerly Land Trust trail and see no people and sort of get out. And uh, and I, I love that balance. I love the fact that you can get anywhere in seven minutes. <laughs> so, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. How unique is that land trust model? Um, to Westerly, the way, I mean, to other communities is, is, does every community have a land trust? I don't know a lot about how land trusts work, but it seems pretty unique and and special. Yeah. It, um, there are a lot of land trusts. Um, I, I, um, I know for a fact there's probably 500 land trusts across the country. Um, West, I'm sorry, Rhode Island has a, a crazy amount of land trusts. Like almost every community has a land trust. Um, not every, you know, some are, some are run just by volunteers, some are staffed. Like the Western Land Trust, we're, we're really fortunate to have a terrific staff of um, five. Um, and we're just, uh, we're continuing to grow. We do a lot of programming. We hope to always encourage people that, you know, it's free. You know, it's the idea that you can be um, on beautifully manicured trails. We have more than 30 miles of trails. So we love dogs. We love the fact that people bring their kids. Um, One of the silver linings of COVID, you know, know, when we think about it, like so many people came to Westerly to who maybe lived somewhere else and wanted to get out of the city, wanted to get out of New York, out of Boston. And they came to their summer homes and stayed 
And while there was a time when the state beaches were closed, the state parks were closed, it was that sort of crisis moment. And people found us, people found the land trust and they were calling us and saying, are your properties open? We're like, yeah, of course they're open. Sure. <laughs> like so, And it was, that was the silver lining for us because so many people found us and became involved. And that was like one of the most um, like gratifying things. It was like, you know, we're all in this sort of weird crisis moment, but it's like, if we can make somebody's lives a little bit better by saying like, you know, I'm homeschooling my kid and like going out for a, you know, a half an hour walk was the thing that saved our, you know, saved my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, I mean, when it comes to management of the, the properties and all of that, I'm sure that is a tremendous amount of work, but you guys also are known for these really unique events, particularly the, the farm dinner that you do every year, which is one of the hottest tickets in this entire region. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and kind of what, what the mission is there and mm-hmm. what brings that piece of, of work and community and, and working with restaurants and uh, local farmers and things like that into your mission? Yeah. And, and that was, we, we wanted to find a fundraiser that, that made sense. That was sort of kind of who we were and, um, how, how this is now the 14th year of the farm dinner. So it's way back. It goes way back. And it's the idea that, you know, how, how can we build up local farmers and local agriculture, um, while doing a fundraiser. So that's what, that's kind of our, that was our vision to sort of start this and think about how, how we can tie into local ag, um, shine a light on what's happening. Cause it's been, it's been pretty cool. I mean, Westerly has sort of been this little incubator of these, um, these startup farms, which you're going to talk to someone else about that in just a few minutes, but you think about, um, the importance of that and, um, so the farm dinner sort of was an evolution of that and how how we can highlight um, local agriculture, um, also have local chefs. So the the model of the farm dinner, if you haven't been to it, it's really terrific. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's an alfresco meal, one table end to end against the next. So um, we sit, you know, 200 plus people this year was even more, but, um, but we think like the 200 number is probably just about right. Um, and we have, everything is sourced locally. Everything is sourced, every single, um, ingredient and each chef, local chef would take one course and, and develop a a menu that, um, highlights what's, what's being made available right here. So it's been a, it's been a really great, um, a great adventure. Yeah. I mean, so. people talk about it. I've never, I've we'll been here forever. Year. I need we'll, to come. I, I've, I've table, missed out. Tony. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about Westerly culture for you personally and, um, you know, the restaurants you work with and everything like that. But what do you, what do you like? What restaurants and what are your favorite things about Westerly, especially having grown up here? What are some of the things about this town that make it special to you personally that, you know, going way back. And then even now, as things change, you know, every single year here. 
I mean, I started saying about that, about sort of my parents and like the, um, the, the cultural piece of it, um, the, the Italian influence. I just I love that. I love the, um, the, the traditions, like the Mount Carmel, um, day, for instance, at Immaculate, it's like, it's like this feast day in July, um, and there's a procession and then everyone goes to their, you know, their family homes and makes these amazing meals. And my grandmother, I remember she would, you know, she'd make, you know, food for 20 homemade pasta, like all of this stuff. And then she'd go process. Um, and then everyone would come back to the house and have this feast. And I think, I still think, um, these are, these are like, um, these are the memories and the feelings that I've kind of was raised with. And, and I still feel like even with this wonderful influx of new, uh, new faces and new, uh, new traditions, new cultures, it's really kind of cool to sort of see how all of that's kind of still woven in and there's still some really beautiful traditions. So I yeah, love that. That's great. Yeah. And what, I mean, what about Westerly do you think you look forward to working on? Do you have properties that are kind of coming under the land trust banner soon and, and new works there? Always. I mean, we're always thinking about um, what can we conserve? And one of the things that the, the, the land trust board this past year has been working on uh, a strategic plan and part of that, like having a five-year vision going forward. And how do we, how do we create more green space in the urban areas in downtown? So you know, we're not making any more land on the outskirts. So we know that there's only a certain number of parcels that are still going to, you know, going to come up for sale and, and, or for donation. So, um, these are things that we are actively working on, but how do we create like pocket parks? How do, how can maybe we work with developers so that the land trust is not anti-development? We're going to try to work with developers to say, okay, you know what, how about if, if the land trust we're, we're working with a developer right now on a, on a project, um, in town and, um, the developer has, uh, donated or will be donating a, a nice, a, an 11 acre parcel that we'll put a couple trails in. And the idea is to know that like kids who are growing up here or families that are going to move into this development are going to have green space. They're going to have some, they're going to have some good backyard. You know, we don't need to be all in, you know, in, uh, in beautifully manicured condos with no, with no back doors. You know, these are, um, these are the kinds of things that the land trust we hope can complement development and make Westerly continues to be an attractive and, um, and beautiful place. And these properties that are gifted, um, do they, are they in perpetuity or, you know, there to remain green space in perpetuity? Absolutely. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. That's our promise. And, uh, that's our mission. So, um, yeah, so we will, uh, we will maintain them. We have a very, very active group. So if anyone would love to join, um, every Tuesday morning, except in July and August, cause we want to go to the beach then. So, um, so every Tuesday morning we have a group of anywhere from 20 to 30 volunteers who show up and they go out with weed whackers and sometimes chainsaws and, uh, you know, clippers and loppers. And we maintain the trails. We do special projects. Um, it's just a lot of fun and it's just our way to like 
fold in the community. So we do a lot of programming. We hope that people will come to a lecture or come to an event like the farm dinner or those kinds of things. But this is also a very concrete way that people can get involved. No, you know, there's no commitment. It's just like, come if you can. Um, and, uh, and we get a lot done with these, with these people. So it's, uh, we wouldn't be able to do this kind of maintenance, this kind of, um, people, people mention all the time, your, your trails are beautiful. They're well, they're well maintained. They're well signed. You can't get lost. You know, um, it's a pretty, um, it's pretty powerful. It's a pretty amazing legacy too, to leave a property like that and just have it live on as green space, especially, you know, in a community that's it's a smaller community. Yeah. So the more green space we have, definitely the better. Yep. Uh, speaking of legacy, I like to end these conversations kind of with a three-part question for everybody that I talk to. Um, as we, as the stones are set for the future and, and you think about your place in Westerly and the future of Westerly, what do you think or hope your Westerly legacy will be? What, what do you want to do in the future or be known to have done in this community as, as kind of your own legacy here in Westerly? Wow. That's a, um, it's a heavy question. Yeah, I'm, I'm a nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, answering, you know, from the land trust perspective, um, you know, I, I think again, it's, it's the idea of creating connections between people and the land and sort of affecting people's mental health and their sense of community. And, you know, the land trust talks about Westerly's sense of place, and um, that's sort of like this ethereal thing. What does that mean? Um, no one really can define that, but there is a sense of place here. It, it, we're, we're a different community than, than Stonington or, you know, we're a different community than Charlestown. Um, we have uh, a very unique fabric and it starts from, you know, the immigrants who came here, um, you know, the, the quarries, the, you know, the, the, the bedrock of our, of our community is granite. And it's just um, when we think about um, legacy and, um, kind of building upon what our grandparents wanted, um, you know, this land of opportunity, this feeling of like, I'm going to create something here. Um, I think about that and I think about the land trust sort of adding to that and building on that. And, um, and the nice thing is it is, it's forever. It's forever. So I I love that for me personally. I, you know, I, I am happy that I am, in the place where I was born, I am, I'm, I'm meant to be back. I'm meant to be where I am. And I, I feel really, feel really, it's profound when you think about like going away and then coming back and feeling like, wow, this is, this is where I'm, this is what I'm meant to do. So, <clears throat> but I, what I want is, um, on my gravestone, I wanted to say, um, here lies Jen Fusco. She made a great salad. So, uh, <laughs> nice. So, uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> that's what I, that's really what I like. Cause I do love to make a salad. That's great. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a legacy for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, Jen Fusco you. for joining us. I, I encourage everybody who has not gone to a land trust property and walk these trails to do so because they are indeed beautiful. And I'll see you at the farm dinner this year. You got it. All thank right. You. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to the United Theatre Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. And if you could take a moment to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Your feedback helps us create content that you love. So hit that subscribe button and leave us a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.